job so far yeah enjoying it yeah yeah it's cool. fun so today we're going to talk about travis walton and his alien reduction you'll probably know that fire in the sky was a famous the famous movie made from the book of the same name yeah i think it was possibly the first thing that introduced me to the concept of alien reductions that or x-files one of the two yeah it did come before x-files i'd imagine 93 so oh, was it at the same time at the same time you hear that the X-Files animated comedy show? You told me about it, yeah. I, I, that's a good idea. I'm down for that. They can take my money. <laughs> that film actually creeped the fuck out of me when I first saw that. I probably watched it when I was too young. Yeah, I watched it as a teenager and then I didn't watch it again until a few weeks ago. Well, this week, in fact. Yeah, good film. I, I watched certain scenes from it, but... Yeah, it made more of an impact on me the first time, I think. Yeah, maybe I was just a bit worried it was going to make me poo myself again. <laughs> <laughs> and I've come in ill-prepared and not watched it at all, but read about That's the subject fine. on, on yeah. the, well, I, the web. Well, I was going to do that, and then I noticed there was a disturbing lack of what he says go, went on in the alien craft as he was allegedly taken aboard and what happened to him there, so I thought I'd better watch what the film says as well. Yeah. But we'll get into that in a bit. We'll get into that in a bit. So... First we'll thank some new returning listeners, we'll do some weird news and then we'll crack on with the main cut and thrust. Uh, oh, someone from Kuwait listening this week. I'll be careful if I were you, buddy. <laughs> don't, don't listen to... Don't take any of our opinions seriously or pass them on to other people in your country. Uh, Hudson in, in America. Cairo, same applies to you, mate. Burnley. <laughs> that was me spitting... He's a Blackburn fan, isn't he? Is yes. He? Uh, oh, right, okay. The rivals, the six six fingered inbreds. Philadelphia, <laughs> uh, Ashburn, Detroit. Do you the states up? No, it's changed now. Uh, they didn't put the states. Oh, right. So Ostrava, Czech Republic, Cheyenne, America, Austin, America, Rugby in London in the UK, Pontypool in the UK, Boardman, uh, New City, America, Club, what's that one? Uh, Bengaluru in India, uh, Kravlovsky, Klemek. Chimek. Chimek. Where's that one, Mike? Is that Slovakia? Possibly. Katora in Australia. Uh, Madrid, Spain. Reading in Guadalajara. Five. Shady Nasty. And Top. Um, someone's been binging in Holton in the US. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks. I always find it amazing that people living all around the world listen to mm. us. You know. Some mentalist listened to us like loads in one week and he's probably now made a tinfoil hat and he's got an mm. apocalypse bunker. <laughs> I hope so. Oh. <laughs> Alright then, uh, weird news? Yep. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. No surprise here for the opening one. Jeffrey Epstein's private banker at Deutschland and City found swinging from a rope 
And I don't mean in a hee swinging on a rope, like a rope swing over a nice cooling brook in the summer. No, no, swinging from hung until he's dead. Yep. The other one. Is anyone really surprised by this news? I'm like, fuck. No. <laughs> so Jeffrey Epstein's private wealth banker, who brokered and signed off on untold multiple millions of dollars in controversial Deutsche Bank and Citibank loans spanning two decades for the convicted paedophile, has died from a reported suicide. I'll tell you about Deutsche Bank. They tell caught, us about Deutsche Bank. <laughs> they courted Jeffrey Epstein. Well, they courted took him. him. They yeah. took him out for dinner. I imagine that's probably what they did. Yeah. Wanked him off. Well, what did you say? That did they do that bit where they took him to the cinema and put their dick in the popcorn? Maybe we we'll have to do a seance and ask him. <laughs> <laughs> well. But they courted him because they knew he had a lot of money. They got his business eventually, and then they noticed a lot of dodgy payments being made to like this Russian sort of like. What would you call it? A Pedo pimp? Side? A pimp, I suppose. <laughs> you had prostitutes, so... Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Always in the same amount, really dodgy. But they didn't investigate because they, they didn't want to lose his custom. Because he was making him that much money. I should imagine so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are going to give him his credit financially. He was he made a lot of people a lot of money. He was But if they'd a... investigated, this was early on, I think this is in the mid-90s to early 2000s. So they might have caught this a damn sight yeah. sooner. That's the thing about corruption, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Yes. The banks are um, swimming in that. <laughs> swimming in a cesspool of their own making. <sighs> the news of yet another mysterious Epstein-linked death comes shortly after the FBI was seeking to interview the bank executive about loans he provided for Epstein and the indicted child traffickers labyrinth of US-based and offshore companies. Los Angeles County Medical Examiner confirmed Thomas Bowers died by apparent suicide by hanging at his home. Yeah. <laughs> Is anyone surprised? He knows the shit's going to hit the fan, doesn't he? Do you think he might have been invited to the island? He's been there, surely. Maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, it's his private banker. They're probably... Uh... Probably buddies as well. They, have, they were courting. <laughs> they were courting. Yeah. I think they used to buy him flowers and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Citibank loaned Epstein 100 million and allowed him to use the bank to send thousands of wire transfers for his accounts. So what was he bundling 100 million for when he was making loads of money anyway? They're all right together, Ben. They're all corrupt, protecting each other. Yes. And now someone's going around killing everybody. Of course. It's all information, isn't it? It's all what someone may say. Isn't That's it? it. The powerful people at the top. I'd they don't want to be exposed. I'd be very scared if I was friends with any connection to Epstein or the money. Or the Clintons. Or the Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> They've been quiet for a while, to be fair. I know they've killed a lot of people over the years. But for allegedly, a while, I'm just saying for, for a while they've been a bit quiet. Well, they've got all gone underground, haven't they? Yeah. Apparently they've all been arrested and it's a secret. This is all we've had COVID. There's no real disease. It's just to cover up the arrests of all the, the top paedophiles. Oh, really? Yeah, Obama, Michelle, Hillary, Bill. Michael. Michael Obama. Oh, Pat, well, so the conspiracy says, yeah. I actually think she's got an attractive woman, to be fair, but... Mm -hmm. well, and she's, if she was a man, then she's passing herself fucking brilliantly nowadays. <laughs> Give her that. Oh, God, who else is there? 
And then you're going on to bankers, obviously. I mean, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. He was arrested. Ellen DeGeneres, as well. They're oh, all in Tom on it. Tom Hanks, really. Oh yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks. That's news to me. That that's terrible. He's. Um, I reckon he's the biggest one. The people on the internet. Yeah, it would anyway. be disastrous if he turned out to be a pedo. That's what you see. That's why he's got Greek nationality now. Nothing to do with him helping out in Greece in the summers with his wife, and they give him citizenship as a thank you. It's like, no, no, he's got that deliberately because of the Greek stance on paedophiles, which is that it's a mental illness. You never know, Ben, it could be. You don't know, do you? It's no. a bit of a coincidence, mm-hmm. I suppose, but a lot of people have certainly said that's their stance on that. He's got Greek citizenship now. He's in the shit. Now, can the, if he's got a Greek nationality, they, they could just go there and flee. flee there and they won't extradite him because of their law says... Have you looked up mental condition? Law? Have you looked it up? We checked it. Uh, it could be bollocks. It could be bollocks. I, but a lot of people seem to be trumpeting it. Yeah, there's a lot of talk of like you know it being mental health or a, a right as well, a right to oh, to. How uh, can it be a right, man? A right. Uh, you know, I've been reading some headlines and stuff. It's a well, right to. We've got people like in our younger people or something like that. And it's our politicians. It used to be part of that sort of like paedophile ring. Well, that too. But sort of like, what was he called? Pie or something, I think it was called. Oh, I don't know. We heard about that. I know um, there was the one in Westminster and it was probably Sam had something to do with that, I'd imagine. Just to promote the rights of paedophiles, basically. And oh, like Namblu in America. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's a North American Man Boy Love Association. Mm. It was in a South Park episode. You couldn't make this shit up, could you? No, they don't, apparently don't have that many members nowadays. I read an article on it the other day. <laughs> But, but there was um, a prominent Labour politician, she was in it, Harriet Harman. No way. Yeah. No way. Wow. A few others. I don't think well, any of us are surprised by this news. Yeah. Fuck it, it's fine. And it's a pedo gang. He's just beautiful when he The day he died was the one day the entire internet came together and in one voice said, well, that's bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no arguments. No one believed for a second. Generation gaps were crossed. It was incredible. There was no OK Boomer that day. No. Yeah. We might look back at that as one of the better days <laughs> of this year. Uh, well, the next one. Next up, mysterious hidden door finally opened in Nottingham's most haunted building. Ooh. A mysterious hidden door sealed shut behind a fake wall in Nottingham's most haunted building has been opened for the first time. Haunted museum owners Marie and Steve Wesson discovered the venue's only metal door under a layer of plasterboard when they acquired the old Maple Leaf Picture House last year. Welded shut, it was found in the one-time projectionist's emergency exit chute with plugs and electrics fitted over it. Fearful of what they might find behind it and aware of sinister rumours surrounding its past, the couple left it locked for more than a year. But yesterday, along with a group of seven paranormal enthusiasts, they finally cracked it open. Looks like they've had a seance. (laughs) (laughs) They have! (laughs) Inside, Marie claims they found a five-pointed pentagram star made from charcoal, a grubby old teddy bear and a collection of white candles burnt to their stuff. Oh, that's creepy. They found me place. Uh, <laughs> so I've been hanging out. That isn't creepy as fuck, I don't know what. Yeah, why the teddy bear? Mm. Yeah. Oh. 
Or that's what they said they found, but maybe, you know, they just nicked in there before and... That had a bit of stuff about yeah. it. Well, if it was welded shut, so I doubt it. No, the so they said. It is called the Haunted Museum. It would be in their best interests mm. if it was hot spooky, wouldn't it? You know, the, oh yeah, we opened, the, we opened the hidden door in the Haunted Museum and there was nothing in there, just a broom. <laughs> There's an old janitor's cupboard. Why would a projectionist need to, like, go down <laughs> a one-time shoot into a room and be like... Ah. <laughs> Fire? <laughs> she needs Satan to do the editing. <laughs> That's why there's all that hidden porn in Disney movies. <laughs> why is there a projectionist doing satanic rituals? Just supposed to be on work. <laughs> That's the real. That's the question I, I want to know. I want one of the answers to that. It's a HR nightmare. I <laughs> <laughs> caught Steve doing a satanic ritual <laughs> in the projection. I want to put a complaint in. I wrote Church of Satan on this questionnaire work sent me. Because <laughs> there's like, like a, you know, them, them questionnaires they'd love to send now about your ethnicity and religion and all that. And it said religion and it was an atheist and I put that in first. And I was like, well, no, because it's not a religion. Atheism's not a religion. It's just a dis- it's a d- disbelief of anything. Disbelief of anything. So I just wrote Church of Satan, secular humanist and atheist because it wasn't there as an option. I was like, ah, so no, no. You can always put Jedi. I think atheists are as much fanatic as um, believers. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I have you burned Because they're disbelievers. They're so against believing. They're disbelievers. That's it. There are some very militant atheists. Well, I just, I'm an agnostic. How the hell do I know? I don't know. I keep my options open. So you're on the fence. On the fence. <laughs> no surprises there. <laughs> I might have a little bit of a history of sitting on the fence. You have. <laughs> the fence has actually got butt cheek implant <laughs> imprints from where you've been sitting yeah. on it for so long. It's comfortable up there. <laughs> so yeah, that's that one. That's creepy as fuck. It is a bit creepy, I must admit. I mean, they're them bones as well. Oh, if he's got child bones, then that's even worse. <laughs> There's some stuff on the floor, I'm not sure what it is. Could be wax, could be... It's not a great picture. It didn't say. I think if they found bones, they would have mentioned it in the article. <laughs> could have been bird bones. Yeah. They were... mm. You just jumped straight to child. Fetus bones. <laughs> <laughs> What's a teddy bear for? The blood-stained teddy bear, <laughs> looks of it. <laughs> no, that's not blood-stained. Could be. Doesn't it, look like a... it looks like blood-stained, doesn't it, that teddy bear? To you, Claire? Looks was it just bit, me? It looks a little bit strange. I think you're just seeing, <laughs> I'm not seeing, seeing what you want. It looks bloodstained. Just on its side, just looking a bit... It's not that, it doesn't well, look that old, to be fair. To say it's been like locked up for that long, it doesn't look that old, that teddy bear. It looks staged. Well, to be fair, maybe the air couldn't have gone in. Fresh air to decompose it. How long does it take a teddy bear to decompose it? <laughs> something I've never, something <laughs> I've never really wanted to learn, to be honest. <laughs> CSR on it. <laughs> oh, my. oh, imagine like the teddy bear police now. <laughs> Little teddy bear CSIs coming in. Mm. Read the teddy bear whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> One just puts his shades on, says a witty line. <laughs> uh, Alright then, next one. Man cancels free Dennis Raider protest due to online threats. Yeah. Dennis Rader was the BTK killer. He's, uh, he, well, he's serving 10 life terms. I can't remember how many. I think he was convicted of 10 murders. So. Crikey. Yeah. So in Kansas, a free Dennis Rader protest is over before it could begin after organisers claim he began receiving online threats. The protest's goal was to free Dennis Rader. 
a serial killer commonly known as the BTK, which stands for Blind Torture and Kill. Bind Torture. Bind. Bind. Torture and Kill. Lovely. Yeah, lovely chap. Sounds it. He um, got himself caught. Did he? Yeah. He also uh, didn't like the name BTK, so he mm. sent in various suggestions. He, had, he, he liked to talk to the police. He sent them letters. And he got caught when they realised that uh, he says, oh, if I send you like a load of stuff on a floppy disk, can you trace that? And they're like, no. Nah. <laughs> so his own computer literally got him caught. Oh. Oh, never. So somebody called Ted McCarthy created a Facebook event titled Free Dennis Raider Protest. The event was scheduled for the 19th of June at 12.15 at the Capitol building in Topeka, Kansas. In one of the screenshots being shared on social media, six people marked as going <laughs> and one and another 15 were interested in the event. Oh, big numbers there. <laughs> he, doesn't look, he doesn't look impressed, does he? He's like, look at them numbers. <laughs> I mean, who are the fucking six people marking is going to that? <laughs> it's no uh, Storm Area 51, is it? It certainly isn't. Some of them got with his family in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sister, sister. <laughs> with no surprise whatsoever, McCarthy's event was quickly met with a negative response. While it was not clear that the event was created by... Tuesday night, McCarthy had already removed it. A screenshot from the event page explains that McCarthy feels Raider could be used to inspire everybody to change. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, into a home-invading psychopath? He says, I am a man of Jesus Christ. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> here we his go. His main message was forgiveness. Everybody makes mistakes, but that doesn't... Alright, I'm kind of on board a little bit with that in a way, but start. Why don't you start with like the non-violent drug offenders? Why don't you go straight to the serial killers? Surely they're last on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like free, free the poor kid that was arrested for a couple of grams of pot. No, Dennis Raider, BTK, only killed ten people in horrific home invasions. No, 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 him, get him out. Go on, Claire, sorry. So he was uh, claiming that Dennis was a man of God who showed great remorse during the time of his conviction. In remorse he got caught. Yeah. And if we allowed the world to see that even men like Dennis can change, it could inspire everybody to change. Ted McCarthy. Wow. Yeah, but if he doesn't, then you've got a problem then. You've got a load of dead people on your hands. Well, has he reformed? Has, it, you know, has he been through any sort of psychiatric That's help what I mean. in there? You know... I don't That's know how long you sentence it. Is it life? Ten life terms. Oh, yeah. So he ain't coming out, is he? <laughs> no. He ain't getting parole on that. No. No, he is not. And maybe it's for the best. Maybe that is the best. <laughs> He's clearly like a dangerous a, individual. Ted McCarthy, start smaller. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Work your way up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, as soon as he said, I'm a man of Jesus Christ, he's gone, God, here we go. That's all I've got to say for Ted. <laughs> oh, Ted. Yeah, he was delaying the protest due to threats, but he would not go into details about said threats. Well, I'm not surprised, really. Yeah, it's a very bold move, shall we say. <laughs> Foolhardy. Ambitious. <laughs> Ambitious. Ambitious, but rubbish. And a bit mental. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'd say that's weird news, then. 
Right, so let's talk about Travis Walton and his UFO alien abduction encounter. Um, Claire, you're new. I'm obviously a slut for aliens. Mike is on the fence as usual. Uh, so what's what's your uh, what's your take? Because we, we haven't done an alien episode with you yet. Well, I'm a bit of a you know, so, like, you know, science is the basis for most of my you know logic. Oh, is that your job, Mike? <laughs> you can have it. He's probably more qualified than me. <laughs> Mike's our science officer. It was only through default. I, I did the best at school. You've got to be in physics. But I'm probably a little bit more off the fence than you, Mike. Ah. To be fair, you know, I'm just like, you know. One foot off the fence. Into the alien into camp. The, it, maybe a little bit into the alien camp, maybe. You know, I, I believe there's something out there. Yeah. There is something in a different galaxy or you know surrounding another star and a goldilocks planet that's been proven the, now yeah we, we can't be the only one that, scientists have proved that now we've, we've seen exoplanets whether they visited them. us that's a different story yeah scouting through invasion they're not scouting us through invasion <laughs> they are it is 20, 2020 exactly i, I do think <laughs> it's possible that alien probes have visited and that's what they've yeah, picked they yeah they do some probing all hey. right <laughs> Well, I'm I'm hoping that they're that you know when they they they've got to an information sort of technology stage where they'll think not to interfere with people like you know like Star Trek like, like yeah. Star Trek the Prime Directive. Sure. Yeah, but they kind of did though, didn't they? A little bit. They were intergalactic meddlers. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> we didn't develop far as a civilization. It wasn't you meddling federation. <laughs> well, they, they were intergalactic meddlers. <laughs> That's the best way I've ever heard anyone describe Star Trek. Yeah. Intergalactic medals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Travis Walton claims he was abducted by aliens and no one can prove him wrong. Travis Walton. So even the most seasoned ufologist or UFOologist, however you want to say it, will tell you that it's wise to be sceptical of alien abductions. But the Travis Walton alien abduction story is one that's incredibly hard to disprove. In fact, no one has ever been able to truly debunk this case. Many people who have been abducted by aliens can only offer their version of events. But Travis Walton had six friends to corroborate his story of being picked up by a UFO one night in 1975. Before Travis Walton was a world-famous alien abductee, he was just a simple logger living in Arizona. But after his abduction, his story was turned into the film Fire in the Sky and he began a lifelong mission to prove that he had survived being picked up by extraterrestrials. Walton's story is truly interesting. He explains how to survive an alien abduction and why he thinks he was abducted in the first place. So on November 5th, 1975, Travis Walton and the six other members of his logging crew were leaving a job in northeastern Arizona's Apache Six Greaves National Forest when they saw a flying saucer. Mike Rogers, a member of the group, would later describe it as a luminous object shaped like a flattened disc. Walton got out of his truck and approached the craft to get a better look and was thrown to the ground by a bluish beam for his troubles. Now, alright, so you're seeing this thing in the sky. Is it like a fucking fire in the sky? Do you get out the truck and go and have a look? Do I fuck? No. I am. Are you? Yeah. I've always wanted to see it. Bollocks. I've always wanted to see a UFO. I don't believe that for a second. Fuck that. I've always wanted to see a UFO. And see one that close up, yeah? I'd be like, hello! Have you seen Independence Day? It just <laughs> <blows> you up! 
<laughs> I'm like the guy in the welcome wagon yeah. in Independence Day. Mm. <laughs> no, I would. No bollocks to that. I want to meet I'd the hear it from the safety of the car, knowing that if the shit is a fan, I can get the fuck out of there. Well, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. <laughs> After Travis basically gets sort of a thrown to the ground by a bluish beam, which apparently he was flown flung about twenty feet. So I'd imagine that would have hurt. Yeah. If that's you, I'm off, mate. Sorry. That's exa- <laughs> then his crew literally freaked I'm out. I'm driving, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be pushing your foot down the pedal. Fucking <laughs> go. He's gone. Forget him, he's gone. No, he's not. Don't no. leave a man down. <laughs> leave no man. Don't leave no man behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they freaked out and did one. And by all accounts, they had like this rickety pickup truck on logging roads. And like they were doing this, this thing could only do like fifty-five tops, and they were doing like thirty-five in it, and the suspension was just buckling everything. They were getting thrown around. They literally just freaked out because you can see their mate just possibly get blasted by you by a flying saucer. I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing is that they couldn't drive fast enough. Mm. <laughs> Too fucking right. Later, Walton would describe the beam as a blast of energy. So Walton was gone when they returned. He didn't think well, we should really go and have a look. Like, when they calmed down, and he's nowhere. He's gone. They search the area. All they can do is drive back into the nearest town because there's no mobile phones. And it's night. And it's night. Well, no mobile phones. They got no way of contacting anyone. Yeah. They're not going to find him in the dark. And they're not going to find him in the dark. Well, they may do. Well, it's possible, but it's unlikely. Yeah. So why did he approach a craft? I'd do it out of curiosity. You two are driving the fuck out there, apparently. Yep. He says, I was just curious and I just wanted to see it up close and I thought it would be gone before I got up to it. Afterwards, when some of the other loggers theorised that Walton approached the ship because he was outside, under outside control, he admits that he was entranced, but that was because of his fascination with the craft. Walton continued, when I got up close to it, it suddenly got louder and started to move. After the craft started to move, he says that he jumped away and tried to run towards a truck, and that's when he was hit with a beam of light. Walton says he was hit with a long blue flame, his body went numb. He believes it may be an electrical blast that zapped him, but even he admits he's not entirely sure what hit him. Mm. So I'm just lying there on the ground at the moment, dead. Presumed dead? Presumed dead by you two. No, to, 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 to be clear, I'd drive towards where I thought you might land and be like, you know, look over the body and just, you know, <laughs> then I'd like to do a hand rate, you know, no, turn just, it round, three point turn, out of there. Just run it over. No, if you, <laughs> the best thing to do. He's <laughs> <laughs> under any control. Kill him. If there's nothing there, no. I'd, then, I'd, then I'd hightail it out there. Least, I wouldn't leave a man down. All I'd, all my, all my, the, you'd drive into the area and there'd just be a boof, boof, and that's, you just ran over me on the ground. I'm dead now anyway. You squashed my head like Saved you. You squashed my head like an egg. Mm. Saved you from, uh, you know, aliens. Yes, thanks. Um, Kindest so, thing to do. When Travis woke up after his abduction, his first thought was that he'd been taken to a hospital. There was a light above me, and I could hear the sound of movement around me. After noticing the three creatures staring at him with brown quarter-sized pupils, Walton realised he was on an alien spacecraft. Uh, Understandably, uh, he freaked out and tried to fight off his captors, who were described as being around five foot tall, with marshmallow-coloured skin. 
He was so weak, he couldn't take on the alien captors in the fight, but he could run away. Uh, what actually happens is the second he got up and made a grab for something and started screaming his head off, because obviously understand he's freaking the fuck out. As you would. As you would if there's three little fucking dudes with eyes just glaring at you, creepy sexless men <laughs> just looking at you, and you're laid out on a, on a table. Was he naked at this point? Well, in the film he is, yeah. I mean, he doesn't mention that, but, you know, maybe there was some bum fun going on. <laughs> probing. There was some mm. probing, maybe. And basically, as soon as he got up and started waving and shouting at them, they kind of just turned around and left in, in his account. Now, in the film, obviously, we go into... Needles in the eyes, mm. you know, being under some kind of kinky fetish back bed, uh-huh. which I thought was, and then the jaw clamp and the gagging and they've got the mouth yeah. open and shoving something down his throat. That was horrible. Yeah, that scene is not pleasant to watch. I couldn't actually watch a needle in the eye because I don't do eyes. Well, you don't see it. No, but even it cuts so, cuts off just before. But, yeah. uh, now that is obviously very fucking terrifying. I can kind of understand why you wouldn't really want to go into that in every interview he does. Or is it just dramatisation? Or is it dramatisation? Well, I don't see the point in just taking him up there for just what to let him run off. I mean, he must have wanted him there for mm-hmm. something. But he blacked out, didn't he? So it could have happened after. Yeah, the film does go on to point out that there's there's other humans on the ship as well that are like dead or being stored or human bodies being stored. Yeah, because he he sort of falls into that anti grav sort of pit, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's holding on to that like umbilical cord thing. He pulls himself up, but he swings, swings down, and he, he lands near the pod. He puts his hand into like a corpse's guts. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yes, it did. <laughs> yes, yeah, so were they up to something nefarious with people? Are they bodies for you know men in blacks who were people considered to be aliens to inhabit? Come and tell people oh. to warn them off. Are they being used as suits? Are they human suits for the aliens to control Possible. somehow? Or are they just like doing really bad shit to people and killing them and keeping the bodies on ice? Probably more likely. Well, you know, they're meant to have that agreement, Mike, where everyone gets returned. And if they are killing people, why not kill him? Experimentation, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I think. If it, you know, if it... Well, maybe this guy before him didn't survive the procedure. Yeah, but there was a lot of like little things yeah. in that, a lot of alcoves in those walls. Yeah, were they all full? I don't know. We only knew one that was that was full. Oh, what if there was other aliens in there, like there weird, freaky been. aliens from different mm. planets? Yeah, they've been experimenting on everybody. Or it could be a load of bollocks. He just got really pissed and <laughs> stoned and got lost at the mountain for five days. <laughs> what about the what about the everyone seeing the ship? Well, it could have been. Could have been drug induced. Psychosis. Yeah. Well, I, I can debunk your. I can debunk your drugs theory, and he he makes this point himself. It is a valid point. Well, but half an hour before this, they've been logging. Dangerous job. You know, and you don't get drunk while operating a chainsaw when you're that far out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Because if you mm. cut yourself with that, it's pretty much game over. Swamp gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, was it was it the planet Venus reflecting <laughs> off some swamp gas? Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Mike, what's that red flashing thing in your hand? <laughs> Why is it starting to get brighter? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so anyway, there's nothing else to this. It's all swamp gas. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After escaping the alien examiners, Walton found himself in a mysterious room with nothing but a chair and a control panel. He circled the room to make sure he was alone before sitting in the chair to collect his thoughts. According to Walton, as soon as he sat down, a collection of lights filled the room and he noticed it was similar to that of a planetarium. And when he adjusted a lever on the side of the chair, he was able to control the star map that was displayed in front of him. After leaving the chair, the star map disappeared and someone slipped into the room. Rather than finding one of the five-foot-tall examiners, Walton was face-to-face with a six-foot-tall human wearing blue coveralls with a glassy helmet. Nordic. <laughs> Nordic overseer of the greys. Mm, could have been. But are the Nordics supposed to be friendly to us and they don't like the greys? Yeah, I don't know. Why are the Nordics working with the Greys? Mm. Maybe they are. Maybe he was a rogue Nordic. Do you think the Nordics have split? Could have done. Oh, Nordic Civil War. Nordics? <laughs> yeah. There's loads of types of aliens people see. Right. Um, so you've got the Greys, which are the famous ones. How many in total is there? Six or so. There could be hundreds. No, it's about 80 something, isn't there? Really, cl- yeah. really classic sort of teardrop. That's it, teardrop down, face, yeah. yeah. Classic creepy little sexless man, but four or five foot tall. Then you have tall greys right. as well. Uh, you've got, oh God, Palladians. Mm. They're like human shape, but like the thousands and thousands of years ahead of us. Reptilians. Reptilians, of course. And then you've got terrestrial reptilians and Draco reptilians. Mm. Archons. Archons. Is that one? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then you've got your, your Nordics, they look like basically, I suppose, like a bit like Thor, they're pale skinned. They're like, yeah, the pale skinned, blonde hair, blue eyes, very attractive. They're meant to be friendly to us. The Greys are meant to be working with the US government, but they've got sinister motives. Oh man, we've got to educate <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a rabbit hole when you get down that. <laughs> Crikey. Eisenhower met with the Greys in the 50s to discuss a technological exchange. The Greys wanted to abduct us and experiment on us, but guaranteed they'd return us unharmed in no memory. So which ones are meant to be on the moon? Oh, that's the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> They've got their moon base. Have <laughs> No, fuck knows. Man, we're going to have to do an episode on this soon. <laughs> Different types of aliens interacting with humanity and what their agenda is. Yeah. That'll be fun. So he came face to face with a bloke. He could have just been a dude. Could have been one of the aliens wearing a human suit. Yeah. Can't calm him down a bit if he sees a human face. Maybe it was a human anyway, and just a bit of an exchange program going on. So like you know, he's up there, and then like Thragnor, the little creepy four foot dude, begins like on a U.S. Navy ship somewhere. He's enrolled in a fucking middle school somewhere. In... <laughs> he's wearing a little, oh, no. he's wearing a little uniform with a blazer <laughs> and a, his socks pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> While trying to ask the man questions, Walton realised that he couldn't understand a word the guy was saying, probably because of the helmet, and that his eyes were a bright gold colour. The man led Walton through the ship, showing him a kind of hangar, then another ship before leading him into another examination room where he was knocked out by one of the examiners. No, he was just punched in the face. Two women came in, two female humans came mm. in, and they put like um, an oxygen mask on his face, except there wasn't a tank, there was just this like black round ball 
and they were chatting her away to each other. He couldn't understand what they were saying, and then he fell asleep. Um, okay. It's quite a bit of detail, isn't it? Mm. And then he woke up five days later, basically. <laughs> so he five days after he disappeared from the forest outside Snowflake, Arizona, Walton woke up on the side of the road in Herbert, Arizona, 30 miles southwest of where he was last seen. He remembers seeing the alien craft close its door and float away into the distance. Also worth pointing out, all his mates have been arrested on suspicion of murder. Yeah, been disappeared for five days. Yeah, this guy's just gone missing for five days. Calls his mum up in the end. Mm. They've all been arrested because they're not being blatantly fucking killed him and you come to this with this cock and bull story about flying saucers and aliens. What happened really? And if they thought... They're just all telling the same story because they, they've got, we've got no evidence. I was thinking it was a dream before when he was like going on about it, but then the amount of detail there, it's, you know. Oh. Well, us humans got a vivid um, imagination, haven't we? I suppose so. And plus he was into UFOs and aliens, wasn't he? He was. He was the, uh, his family uh, mm. had a, an interest in aliens and UFO sightings. So he says, uh, for an instant it floated silently above the road. A dozen yards away I could see the night sky and the surrounding trees and then the highway centre line reflected in the curving mirror of its hull. Then abruptly it shot vertically into the sky, creating a strong breeze that stirred the nearby pine boughs and rustled the dry oak leaves that lay in the dry grass beside the road. After the, crowd le- the craft left, Walter ran into town and tried to find someone to help him but the town was conspicuously empty. He ended up getting in touch with his brother-in-law at 12.05am. About an hour later, he was back in civilization. He only believed he'd been gone for an hour and a half. Mm. So what happened while he was in space? So he was poked and prodded by examiners aboard the mysterious ship. And the members of his crew were dealing with a glut of legal problems. Over the next few days... The local sheriff's department will conduct a thorough investigation of the scene. Since they couldn't find Walton anywhere, this led to suspicion being placed on the crew. Had they murdered him and tried to cover it up? Were they trying to get out of a government contract? Theories about the men were flying wildly, but nothing made sense. The men underwent polygraph tests, and all but one of the men passed. The sixth was inconclusive. Worth pointing out now that polygraph tests aren't seen as evidence. No. They can you can cheat a lie detector yeah. if you're if you really believe what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. If you well, if you're so adamant mm-hmm. this is the story. Yep. Then boom. Going on the government contract, they were behind on their work. They were for the login. So, you know, this sort of story would have paused things mm. and made it so they could have got away with not uh... yeah get away with doing the contract mm. and also make enough of the story yeah because I think it's the National Enquirer we're going to come to later who were paying £5,000 for the most believable $5,000 sorry for the most believable alien story which would have more than adequately made up for the lack of a government contract wow yeah could have been faked for that making money he got a book out a few years later didn't he yeah and the film was a massive hit yeah and I'm sure he's done a lot of speaking tours and things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Interviews. Um, uh, people have stood up while he's, been sh- while he's been talking at UFO conventions and called all his mates cowards for leaving him there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, no, I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
While the idea of the crew of vloggers murdered him sounds enticing, some of the less inflammatory members of the media just assumed the crew was joking about the abduction and that they'd gone out of hand. After the scrutiny of the crew was put through, they probably wished they hadn't pulled off the world's longest prank. Now, once Travis returned from the ship, his family did their best to keep him out of the public eye. But that wasn't going to happen. In the five days since he'd been gone, the media and UFO ufologists had descended on Arizona to cover this insane story. Rather than giving the abductee time to recuperate, he was immediately put on the defensive. He was quickly given a lie detector test that he failed. Now, depending on which side of the story you believe, Walter had either been through a massive amount of trauma and shouldn't have been able to expe been expected to answer questions under duress, or he'd just returned from hiding in the woods for five days and hadn't fully figured out his story. Whatever the case, when Walton was given subsequent lie detector tests, he passed with flying colours. I believe, it might say later on, I think it's 16 now? Yeah, but like you said, he could have, in that time, started to believe what he was going on about. Yeah. So now he'll always pass. True, and your story has been very consistent right. over the years, apart from that first telling. And there's going to be some time where he needs to reflect on what's happened as well. That's you a good know. point. Yeah. Trauma if it did happen, then what a traumatic event he's been through. Five days without water, wasn't it? Yeah. He was dehydrated and shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did he have a water dispenser on that ship? Nah. Terrible. Well, even though Travis Walton's story is completely backed by MUFON, who is a mutual UFO network and, and friend of our show... They have tweeted our show out. They have. They've shared us yeah. out there. Very nice of them, thank you. Uh, there are some people out there who don't think that anyone was actually abducted by aliens in this scenario. The most vocal of Walton's proponents was Philip Class, a ufologist who believed that most UFO sightings were cases of ball lightning or just straight-up hoaxes. Class also claimed that Walton had watched the UFO incident, a made-for-TV movie about the abduction of Betty and Barney Hill, a few weeks prior to claiming that he'd been abducted. Class felt that Walton was either inspired by the film to pull off a hoax, or that he was confusing his memories with scenes from the film. Are you aware of who Betty and Barney Hill are, Claire? No. First major UFO uh, encounter, sort of, I argue... Well, the first American uh, abductee case that got really big. Right, okay. I think it was early 60s, mm. 61 off the top of my head. This was a couple who everyone, you know, they were, uh, she, he was white, she, sorry, he was black, she was white. Uh -huh. In the 60s in America. The interracial couple would not want the kind of attention brought to them. That, yeah. But she was also a bit of a UFO nut. And it's, well, we, we did an episode on, we did a couple of episodes on it, didn't we? I think. Is it a two-parter? I don't know. We'll, we'll catch you up on, on UFO lore. Kelly Hopkinsville. Yeah, Kelly Hopkinsville encounter as well is is also the, pretty the most convincing. <laughs> <laughs> you are there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from uh, class, several people claim that Walton had been drinking or was on drugs at the time of his abduction. Walton has always claimed he was sober at the time, noting that he'd been using a chainsaw only an hour. Also, prior to the event, he told he said basically the accusation that it was all a drug hallucination were refuted by the fact my blood samples went through the county medical examiner's drug screen. Five days later. Five days later. How long? I don't know how long acid or LSD or any other hallucinogen mm. would take to get out of your system. I don't know. Possible. Yeah. Obviously, he was abducted. <laughs> what? You made your mind up already, haven't you? Of course. Sixteen <laughs> lie detector tests, Mike. Sixteen. <laughs> 
They mean shit, don't they? It doesn't matter, he's done 16s, probably some kind of record. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've listened to the guy speak. He seems he seems convinced. Seems yeah. legit, does he? He seems legit, and he's got a fantastic moustache. <laughs> so, you know, I can, you can always trust a man with a fantastic moustache. Oh, no. no, wait, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> with any time to moustache, really, can you? No. <laughs> seems to be a thing for dictators. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm Fred, Freddie Mercury, he had a moustache. He was nice. I'm Mario. Freddie Mercury. And Mario. Oh, Mario. He was nice. <laughs> no, I don't Mario. He was nice, though. Yeah, but Wario wasn't. Wario yeah. wasn't. Oh, yeah. He had a moustache. Yeah. Actually, you think that Mario's a terrible plumber. He's supposed to be doing your pipes, and he's off on a quest to save his chick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six sort of pipes, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard him speak a few times. I was listening to an episode of the podcast uh, today with him on, and... You know, he's, he seems to tell the same story every time. I, he doesn't go too much into detail what happened with his probing. I suspect that, you know, it's not something you want to talk about. Uh, maybe he hasn't worked through those issues yet. <laughs> Whitney Stryber, the guy who wrote Communion, who wrote his own UFO abduction, he's an author before that. He wrote the film Day After Tomorrow. Mm. He, he was abducted by aliens in his log cabin and he like, came out and said, yeah, I, got, I went to my doctor for examination because I didn't feel right. And the doctor said, like... Your arsehole is about six <laughs> times bigger than it was last yeah. time I saw it. He basically said... What you, you been doing? He said, you've been raped. <laughs> Those are his exact words. Oh, was it? He said, like, you, you've been raped. Oh, that's you. right. The damage, <laughs> to his, the damage to his arse was, was horrific. <laughs> and um, Maybe he was drugged and raped. <laughs> he came out and they were wearing alien masks. Yeah. <laughs> and he came out and, and said this, and he was, like, really mocked for it, and people took the piss out of him and everything about it. On national talk shows, and he wasn't even invited on to de- defend himself. He was just mocked. Really. So maybe I, that's probably why he didn't come out and say, "Yeah, I got anally rogered." Yeah, sure. they reckon that for sure. For sure. <laughs> they reckon ninety percent of UFO sightings or activity or whatever is unreported because most of the time people won't believe them, will they? Oh, no, they'll, they'll, they'll actually think for the, you mm-hmm. know, am I hallucinating first and who's going to believe this? So of all, of all the UFO sightings and abductions, how many is there now, Ben, that have been documented? It's got to be in the hundreds of thousands. If not millions from the 1940s, yeah. if you think about it. And just think that's only 10% because the other 90% goes unreported. I mean, a lot of the time it is something... All it takes is one of them sightings or encounters to be real and... We've been visited by aliens. The odds against it are impossible. It's got to be. Oh, Looking from a mathematical point of view. Well, yeah, like the Goldilocks, yeah. you know, being elsewhere. For sure. yeah. But of millions of accounts, all it takes is one to be true, doesn't it? Yeah, and we've been visited. So, That's it. Quite possible, but until there's solid evidence, I'm, I've got to sit on the fence a bit. Yeah, well, there's like witnesses. Yeah, but we know what... I know, I know witnesses is a terror because mm. people's memories on the whole are shit and if you're mm-hmm. a weed smoker they're even worse <laughs> I won't remember this show till I listen back to it <laughs> but you know people's memories are terrible and they don't remember everything and when they re- are recalled upon to remember a specific detail their brain just fills in the gaps yep. half the time so yes alright but either they were all in on this and he just hid in the woods for five days. I'm sure he just took some water with him. <laughs> or some food. You know. Well, maybe there was an accident. Maybe he got hit on the head. 
you know, there's a fight or something, and he Mate. got knocked out, unconscious. Yeah. Why would they let themselves all get arrested, That's all the, re- point, the rest yeah. of the guys in the in the truck? <laughs> Why did he just run off into the woods? <laughs> <laughs> because he'd been hit on the head and amnesia or whatever. <clears throat> Just went off into the woods. They didn't know where he was. Yeah, but what, that, that's but the one I just come back and say something. <laughs> okay. Why make up the UFO? If it was a, or if it was a logging accident, why they just well, like, maybe they were, not a logging accident. We'll take yeah, him to yeah, the. Maybe they these, things, ha- these <laughs> things happen. It's a logging accident. We're maybe, logging. Maybe they triggered swamp gas. <laughs> <laughs> they blew him through the air, and they all hallucinated. <laughs> Well, you know what? That's a possibility. <laughs> Maybe there's an under- always good old swamp guy. <laughs> yeah. No, we're near a swamp. <laughs> some underground pocket of gas. Mm. They cut the tree down, took the stump yeah. out, it released it, it exploded because one of them was smoking. Blew Travis through the air, and they all went shit, and they hallucinated there was a spaceship. That's it. Could be. Well, you know what? It's a possibility. <laughs> possibility. <laughs> I like to prefer it was aliens, though. I think oh, it's like... that's even more far-fetched. <laughs> yeah, Mike. <laughs> Let's go through some of the problems with the story, then, shall we? Walt and his family believed they'd seen numerous UFOs over the years and were obsessed with the idea of alien contact. So, yeah, the more you want this to happen, the more you're going to try and make it happen. Was it Possibly. staged? Was it staged? As a UFO enthusiast, Walton would have been aware of the National Enquirer offered a $5,000 reward for positive proof of an extraterrestrial encounter. There you go, could have been for the money. Yep. Who puts that out there? Oh, the National Enquirer is right The National Enquirer? Yeah, but it's one of them fantastic sort of papers you get at the side of the check-in, like the Weekly World News, where all the stories are completely invented, like I was Bigfoot's love slave is on the front cover. (laughs) And people lap it up, so they would probably you know, give us actual proof of an alien because they probably know it's bollocks, or they think it's bollocks. They just like to sell this stuff. I mean, this stuff's half comedy, you know. But they just, but well, it's all comedy. <laughs> and if they did have positive proof of alien life, then they'd get a lot more than five thousand dollars, wouldn't they? They would, but they could then sell their story to the Inquirer, which they did. Yeah. Yeah, and the crew members divided the 5,000 and gave the exclusive story rights to the inquiry. Yeah, so they're getting the 5,000, they're like, right, I'll buy our story off us now. Mm. Yep. We'll Could give you the rights, but you've got to pay us. See, Could be that. Um, Walton's medical exams, an initial failed but kept secret polygraph test, was set up and paid for by the National Inquirer. Yeah. So you got... Basically, they want him to pass. Well, it's so in their interest, isn't it? No, yeah. I've got this vision of a National Enquirer reporter. He's like, "Come on, Travis, let's go and see the National Enquirer doctor." And it's like, "Hi, everybody. Mm. <laughs> He's like, Hi, Doctor Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have been abducted by aliens. Oh, <laughs> I love Doctor Nick. <laughs> well, you do go to upstairs Hollywood Medical School too." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, so this all oh, you into that one earlier, Claire. Do you want to take the next one? So Walton's post abduction provided a much needed act of God that enabled logging contractor Mike Rogers to avoid a costly penalties due to the crew falling behind schedule. Mm. It's interesting. You're gonna lose your bonuses. You're gonna get have to pay more. You're gonna take less money home. Aren't you? Another motive, yeah. isn't it? But if it's five grand coming from an alien alien mm. encounter, that's that's covered it. Yep. Walton and Rogers could easily have rigged up a glowing light or the prop to make the other five think it's an UFO. Yeah, could have done. Yeah. 
It's a possibility. A lot of effort, but still. Mm-hmm. When faced with embarrassing questions, the Walton family decided they would only talk to people who did not doubt the abduction by alien story. Of course. When you've got all those people want to talk to you, you're not going to talk to people that are out to disprove you, are they? Yeah. You're not going to do it. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention, actually. Do you, know, do you know why Travis thinks he was taken? Why? Because he thinks they were just like, they weren't out looking for someone to abduct. You know, they're not looking like someone dressed like one of the village people in the woods. <laughs> he had a hard hat and a check shirt, you know. You know, they're not just like, he reckons they were doing something else. They were doing some kind of experiment. And the blue beam that hit him was a complete accident. Mm, I've heard this. And knocked him out. And they actually took him on board because they felt guilty they'd injured him. Right. So they took him on board to give him medical attention, which then involved presumably sticking needles in his eyes and gags in his mouth and covering him in latex. Ring <laughs> up his rectum. <laughs> and I presume then something came out of the table and spread his cheeks. <laughs> like some kind of fucking machine. Uh, but it was a fist. It's <laughs> just a hole, isn't it? The aliens got a little swing underneath. And... I thought they were creepy and sexless, though. Oh, yeah. They're directing the action. They're sat there. I understand that that a bit of it was for cinematic, Mm. like you know, effect. Surely. Well, just saying. (laughs) Very long, invasive fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Check me prostate, will you? There, would you? (laughs) (laughs) Don't joke about that. It's coming up to that time of life for us. You've only got two more years till they're mandatory. Oh, Finger up the arse. <laughs> yeah, so go on then. That's that's pretty much the tale. Unless anyone's got anything else to, to say. Should you have a verdict on that? Go on then. You start. Yeah, I think if it's a hoax, it's bloody elaborate and possibly beyond these guys. These guys are just loggers. They're not brains of Britain. They're not brains of their state. They're probably not brains of their hometown. No. You know, I think it's very elaborate. I, I can see that he's obviously got an interest in these things, but that might also explain why you went to go and have a look. The same reason that I'd be the one to go and have a look. Because like, ooh, always wanted to see one of them. Plus, I know I can make a few yeah. quid when I come back. <laughs> and he, and has made a, he has made a few quid, hasn't he? So. Yeah, exactly. And if they had hoaxed it, then surely they would have been aware that they would have been suspects for his disappearance. That's it. Let's say, for example, that. He is in the woods, but did die in the woods and had an accident, tripped mm. over something, knocked his head off a rock. Mm-hmm. It's got to look very likely that they've done that. Yeah. You're really putting yourselves, you're setting the yourselves line, up yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, Living in the wilderness is hard. Exactly. For five, well, five days and then he finds his way out 30 miles away, 30 kilometres away. It's a long way to walk with no food and water and he was dehydrated. Mm. Yeah. Come on. You know, you want to do it off that fence? What do you think, Claire? He he may have been abducted. <laughs> may have. No, I, I'd like to think there are aliens and stuff, and, you know, that, that very empathetic alien story was, <laughs> was quite touching. Yeah, I might go with that. <laughs> what, you mean the one where they put him in a vac bed and shoved things up his arse? No, not that empathetic. <laughs> <laughs> the mm. one where they'd injured him and they're oh. just like, oh, we'll take him back. And no, we'll, what is we'll it? Him up. <laughs> While he's here, yeah. we'll just probe him and see what his innards are like. 
how they how they reproduce and all that lot, you know. He's a newbie. Give him the number one. <laughs> Give him the full examination. Well, the friendly alien that would explain the other humans on the ship. But were they humans or aliens wearing a human oh, suit know. to stop him freaking out? Because mm. and also, he, I just like how he goes into the control room and just starts pushing buttons. <laughs> Hey, what's this one do? He uh, obliterates the earth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh. I, I love that. I just, just, yeah, what's this one do? Ooh, star map. Ooh. Doing the levers on the chair. But he thought he was going to have a recliner. He's, you know, he's a long, there's no, no disrespect to him. I just don't think they're the... They're the brightest bunch of guys who could have concocted this. No, I don't think they could concoct this at all. I don't know, I think it's quite easy to concoct. Maybe they were stupid enough and didn't realise the consequences when he didn't turn up for five days. That's plausible. I'd have been bricking it. If you're convinced you've seen a UFO, take your, smash your mate away and you've... you've drove off in a panic and then gone back and he's not there and you're like... You're setting yourself up for ridicule, aren't you? Yeah. Well, there is that we, as well. You know, me and you would be in jail. That's true. We'd be in jail and yeah. Ben would be like, where the fuck is Ben? Think about it there. You know, males from a small town in America, Arizona. Yeah, big state. Yeah. You know, all the... And they're loggers, so yeah. they're like menly men. <laughs> so you'd be in jail with a menly man. <laughs> you think you're tough, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what are you gonna, you know, well, you're gonna stick they... to that story, aren't you? You can't that's if you it. deviate. Then one of you, everyone looks crazy, don't they? That's it. So why you've all got to stick to it? You've all got to stick to it rigorously. Mm. Back in '75, lie detectors were seen as being perfectly okay. Nowadays, we know that you can cheat them. But imagine you've come off that them woods, the nearest town to report this, and you're okay. Give us a polygraph. Is that they're supposed to give them a few days? They're gonna, they first of all, they're gonna separate them so they can't talk to each other and get the exact details of the story right, that'd be basic procedure, wouldn't it? You don't want, you don't stick them all in one cell. No. Because the first thing they're going to do, what, what, what's our story? Let's get it straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they could have arranged that story before, then. They could have. Drive, driving back, driving yeah. Back. yeah. <laughs> you know, and then to all pass the, the tests. And it could have been, it could have been just um, Travis on it. Mm. He could have faked the light, the UFO, somehow. Yeah. With help from other unknown actors. That's a possibility. You might have had someone who wasn't mm-hmm. in the crew with it. I'm going to freak my... But then what? what's with the... Could have been a mate in the National Enquirer. Mm. They could have concocted oh. it between them. That's it. He was an enthusiast. Mm-hmm. He'd have probably been an avid reader of the Enquirer. Yeah. Could have been writing letters to journalists and... Yeah, I spend a lot of time in the woods. I've seen yeah. stuff when he really hasn't, you know. Maybe we could... Yeah, maybe. So, I'm on the fence. Oh. I think you're closer to being off the fence. Yeah, it's quite possible. You always like to believe people than disbelieve people, don't you? Yeah. You always have to give them the benefit of the doubt. You That's a human nature. You down the Kerry-Hopkinsville in Kerry. I just drunk hillbillies shooting <laughs> owls. I swear to God. It's not... <laughs> Alright, so Mike's nearly off the fence, but he's still on it. Claire? I don't think you could convince that many people to to lie. If they were in jail, Mike, come on. And they, you know, they were being questioned. 
Yeah, but like I said, if it was Travis and the guy from the National Enquirer concocted it, the other guys aren't in it. They think it is a UFO, so they really believe there are five or six men. Uh, so I'm going to pull us back to that statistic about mm-hmm. the, you know, 100 yeah. in you know, so one's got to be true. Yeah, this could be the one. This could be the one. Could be. That's why I'm on the fence. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. You ain't going to get me off it. <laughs> I'll get someone around to remove the splinters mm. from your backside. I'll go with these adopted. I'm, become, yeah. I'm becoming the fence. <laughs> <laughs> it's growing into you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like that fucking old man on Game of Thrones. What was his name? Oh, yeah, the, the Three-Eyed Raven. Yeah. Or like in parts of the Caribbean where... the but the one guy's grown into mm. the ship. He'd be like that. Yeah. I'm growing into this couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your body fat's actually starting to become one with the leather. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, so, all right. Well, it's two to one for once. Aliens win. Hey. <laughs> That's the most likely cause. Two to none. I'm on the fence, and I? I'm abstaining from the vote. Oh god, nothing worse than an abstainer. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to weird news? Yeah, yeah. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Okay, we'll end the show on some weird news and fucked up fact. Man wraps neighbour's car in plastic after they stole his parking space. When a woman stole Toby Bailey's car parking space, he came up with an incredible way to make sure she wouldn't make the same mistake again. Oh, luckily she found the prank funny. That's just, I wanted to see a freak out. Uh-huh. Toby Bailey grown tired of people parking inside his house, so when a blue Vauxhall Corsa blocked his drive, he went to extreme measures to get his point across. At first, the dad of seven attached a note to the windscreen to the car. But when it was still there a day and a half later, he wrapped the entire car in black cellophane. Bricklayer and handyman Toby said, I live in a suit with 26 houses and 24 parking spaces. Me and the missus spent about 2,000 quid putting a truck curb in last year and clear signs telling people not to park there. But people still do all the time. Mm. Is he from Yorkshire? Yeah. <laughs> I was just getting into character. Mm. Spelling Toby with an E, I was guessing he was, I don't know. At least two or three times a week we'd get some idiot blocking us in. He explained that when he got home from work one night, he saw a car parked there. Not only could he not park in the space, but his daughter was also blocked in. I stuck a note on the on windscreen telling the owner to move it. Opened a can of beer, sat on the balcony and waited. Oh, it's right. got a balcony, happy days. <laughs> it's probably in London then. Look <laughs> uh, at the shrink wrap. Oh, he has completely wrapped it up. Yeah. Uh, so nothing had happened, so uh, he decided to get revenge. He just, for some reason, he's had a load of pallet wrap delivered, as you do. I don't know what he's using that for. So I thought, right, and wrapped it around the car. It was a young girl who had just moved in next door but one. She was she was very apologetic and said it was funny and she won't part there again. Could have turned into a bit of a blood feud. It <laughs> could <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that civil wars have started for less. Yeah. Thank God I didn't live next door, crikey. What would you have done if you come out and they'd done that to your car? I, I'd have just been like, what the fuck? It, it, it could have got hairy. Mm. <laughs> well, you're feisty, you just punched him in the face. <laughs> well, I got a bit feisty with the guy over the road from me for, you know, he, he hasn't even got a car, but he had a, had a go at me about like going in his car parking space. It was crazy. Uh. 
He ain't got a car. He hasn't got a car. Did you punch him? No, I just I said, you know, you haven't got a fucking car. <laughs> I'll move my car in a bit. Wrapped his house in plastic. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. Uh, yeah. So he couldn't get out. Mm. Or when he gets home, steals some like um, police crime scene tape, plaster it across front door and window when he gets home. <laughs> that go down well. I knew he did that to my ones. We had the tape at work. I'm like, if I could get a key out this <laughs> just plaster it around his front garden. Oh my god, what's happened? <laughs> somewhere. Uh, uh, you thought your missus was dead. Uh, uh, she's not. She's alright. Uh, that's out of a prank, dude. Get a few mates to dress up as coppers to stand outside their own. Splatter some tomato ketchup on the inside of the window. Yeah. <laughs> It's evil. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Jeremy Beadle level pranks, that is. <laughs> oh, that's, that's more than Beadle. Yeah. That's, that's more than Beadle would have done. Mm-hmm. Even his little hand, bless him. <laughs> I was just thinking about his little hand. <laughs> Strange we don't remember him for the amazing sterling TV work he did, but we still remember the fact he had a little hand. <laughs> so I never knew back till he died. <laughs> yeah. He hid it well, didn't he? He always had his, his other hand over it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, next one. <laughs> Ooh! Giant rats the size of cats invade homes and hide under sofas, terrorising families. <laughs> what, <laughs> what the hell are they living? Rats the size of, quote, small ponies. Small ponies? <laughs> what? Oh, God, I mean, from cats to ponies, man. <laughs> small pony. How big is a small pony? Like, you guys to be talking Fucking like... it's big. It's, it's two feet high, at least. It's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to yeah. be like up to your knee. Mm. Yeah. No, surely ponies aren't that small. They can go really small, some ponies. You can get some little yeah. Shetlands, yeah. Two, well, Shetland two three feet. No, two, three feet, sort of this high off the floor. Um, yeah, but a fucking rat. Rat. A two-foot rat, two-foot <laughs> tall rat. That thing's in a boxing match with that fucking <laughs> thing, you know, calling the exterminator. Yeah. Have you ever seen... Um, the rats? Oh, no, <laughs> Princess Bride. No. You never seen that? No. Never seen the pencil. You no. never seen it? No, no. No one knows what I'm about then. Move on. <laughs> yeah, giant rats in that. Yeah. They're about two feet. Oh. Well, actually, they're bigger than that. They're about fucking six feet long, I think. Small well, that's just, I don't do rats. Small ponies. Apparently, the rats the size of small ponies are causing terror on a residential street. The rodents are racing across clotheslines, jumping out from under sofas, and running wild in gangs up to 30. Gangs? In gangs of 30 rats. So you're stumbling over from the giant pub, rats. and then you jumped on by fucking giant, 30 giant rats and devoured. <laughs> One resident of Donison Street in Sunderland has taken to capturing the creatures in a wheelie bin before shooting them dead with an air gun. Fuck. <laughs> I hope this isn't some teenage boy because he's going to have serious mental issues later on. Look at the size. They do not look like the size of ponies. No, no they don't. Do they, they just look like normal rats. People exaggerating, isn't it? You know what I mean? Oh, fucking see the rat size, size of a cat. Oh, I fucking see one the size of a small pony. <laughs> Rabbits and Cheshire cats as well. Cheshire cats. I just think some dude's killing cats. <laughs> well, they would be... Th- the rats would be chasing the cats if they were the biggest sport. <laughs> yeah. The cats would have to sort of organise and get into bad gangs themselves. <laughs> then there'd be open violence in the streets seeing gangs of rats and cats would leave the house. The cats would have fled. <laughs> there'd be no cats left in the neighbourhood. The rats are too big. <laughs> the rats have taken over. Yeah. 
All hail rats! <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Jimmy Smart, 17, is living on the street for 25 years and I'm catching two or three rats a day. We've seen six at a time before getting into bins. Make burgers. Rat burgers. <laughs> rat burgers. Post-Brexit. Oh. Oh, that's why they've got bigger. That's gearing themselves up for post-Brexit. We're farming them. These ones have escaped my secret government rat farm. <laughs> Genetically modified, eh? Yeah, for, for extra succulents. So there we go. I don't think there's much more to that. I don't like it. Hang on, what's that? Maybe because I want in the cage. That's that's quite big. Yeah, because of the, the camera. camera angle, yeah, that's, well, yeah. If it was filling that cave. in the background. Arr. He's gearing his tits off. He's on ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're big as fucking ponies. They're all that tits on him. <laughs> He's uh, gurning like fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sunderland. <laughs> if you asked me to describe a man from Sunderland, it would be a cross between those two guys. Yeah. Bald head and a bomber jacket. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> Final news story then, Claire. Okay, Aldi shopper says Jesus appeared on a potato and even her usually sceptical husband agrees. Well, well I'm, I'm on a potato from Aldi, you say. He does work in mysterious ways, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. <laughs> Did you peel it? Did you chop it? <laughs> I made him into a roast potato. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nikki Hulkerson was unpacking her weekly shop when she says she was spotted... Spotted the face of Jesus in a one pound fifteen. Pa- Does that make a difference? Of Aldi potatoes. She wasn't wanted to a bargain. Aldi potatoes are. <laughs> Saying the markings on the spud were so obvious to him. Obviously him. Obviously him. Sorry. She looks mad. So have a look at the said um, picture. I can see it. Can, can you? you? Yeah. No. There's the beard. Oh! There's the nose, the eyes, and the hair. What? Well, the I, face. I, I wasn't focused on that. I was focused on I was focusing on the whole thing that looked like yeah. a big afro and yeah. sort of 70s moustache. Uh, I'm seeing some kind of like a uh, cat on fire. I'm it seeing more like of a Freddie Mercury with a big afro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like a cat's been incinerated, like there's the cat's head. And there's its blackened bones. I mean, you would see that, wouldn't you, you fucking freak? <laughs> I see cat weasel, you see fucking... A cat dying in a nuclear blast. Yeah. I can sort of see a Cheshire cat if I squint. <laughs> I can see an old man shitting into a poodle's mouth. <laughs> wow, well, he's in other issues. <laughs> Right, okay, so the 44-year-old from Dundee immediately called her husband over to confirm her find and even he thought it was unusually sceptical about these sorts of things but he couldn't deny the resemblance. As soon as I put the packet on the kitchen top, he saw it, said the receptionist Nikki. Looks like Colonel Sanders. It does, it looks Mm. more like the KFC guy. Any guy with a beard... But it's like paranoia, isn't it? You know, our, our brain is wired to sort of pick out faces. Yeah. It's a, it's a phenom- it's phenomenon. It's devilish for that beard, to be fair. Yeah, he's, I think that's actually... I can see horns. <laughs> if you look at the top of his head, I think that's a laughing Satan. And I salute you, sir. You're a friend of the show. You haven't come for a while. Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen you for a bit. Um, she's at him, though. Is she at it? Is yeah, she? she's at it, yeah. It says under that picture. Oh, yeah. She's no eating him. 
Um, so I was staring at it and it was just quite obvious it was Jesus's face it was just looking at me I've seen stories before about people finding Jesus in their food but I can never usually see it so she's looking for it she's yeah. looking for it I called my husband into the kitchen and he's usually really skeptical about these things he got really overexcited about um, he never really gets overexcited about anything and he agreed that it looks like Jesus I've eaten it no, he says. <laughs> he never gets overly excited about anything, sadly, mm. anymore. Uh-huh. He's more interested in his Newcastle brown ale. <laughs> I don't know, where's this? I don't know where this one was. That one was Sunderland. Sunderland was the last one. Yeah. Dundee. Dundee, he's always more interested in his Scots, Mark, or his, his whiskey. He never gets excited about anything unless Scotland qualify for the World Cup finals. Mm. And that's never going to happen again for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Definitely the KFC guy. I think it's Satan. Either or. <laughs> Maybe they're the same person. I mean, I've never seen them together. Mm. Right, fucked up facts, Mike. Yes, come on the jingle. Facts, facts, fucked up facts, facts. According to a 2019 study, regular tea drinkers have better organised brains than non-tea drinkers. Well, you know, that's balls, because your brain's all over the place. You drink tea all the time. But so is yours, and you don't drink tea. True. But am I worse than you? <laughs> That's the question. What do you think, listener? <laughs> Who's more insane? <laughs> People are less likely to be lying if they're swearing. Apparently. Interesting. Did Travis Walton swear a lot? <laughs> no, no he didn't. <laughs> I'd imagine maybe when they first found him, yes. These aliens shoved a fucking thing up my ass. Let me guess what happened. A needle in my eye! What's the science behind that, Mike? Don't know. That's all I've got. Maybe they don't know. I suppose it's because it's if you're swearing and it's flowing, then it's off the... passionate? It's off the passion. It's off the spur of the moment, isn't it? It's like mm. you're throwing your defence. They always say getting angry mm. shows that you're guilty, doesn't it? Mm. But... I suppose if you keep your voice calm and you're swearing. But I know people that swear every other words. Yeah, <laughs> Shropshire, Entifer. Exactly, I mean... Yeah, I swear all the time, it's terrible. So maybe they're the most truthful people ever. Mm. Who knows? Mordor is a real place. Right. On Pluto's moon, oh, Sharon. That's a fucking wonder, then. It appears one cannot simply walk into Mordor after all. Well, you could if you landed there and just walked in. Well, yeah, but without a spacesuit. Well, no, it's, it's not a simple trek, is it? But yeah, well, okay, Pluto, the forgotten planet. Is Pluto? It's not a planet anymore. No, it's not. It's just a moon, dwarf planet, dwarf planet. If there's Plutonians, they're gonna be pissed with us. Yeah, big time. Brexit, but sort of. <laughs> that planet, you're not even a planet. Waved a band to be a planet. <laughs> <laughs> They're marching. <laughs> Blowing us up with peace <laughs> weapons. <laughs> Ancient Romans had a dedicated asparagus fleet for transporting the vegetable around the empire. Wow. Was asparagus that important to the Romans? Must have been. Talk with butter, yeah. I don't know if they ever eaten asparagus. Yeah. No. All right, now. Mm. Really good. We've got As you can tell, I'm not a veg guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
I eat vegetables once a week on peas and carrots on a Sunday dinner and that is it. I, I put a tomato on my burger and think I'm being healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a pizza with onions on it. Yeah, that's it. it. Sloths are the only animal that doesn't fart. They have to wow. come, they have to come down the tree to poo as well. They Sorry, they like, mammal. They live up in the yeah. trees all the time. And then every and they come so down often, to poo or mate, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They come down and they, you know, it's every few weeks. It must take them that long to get down the tree. <laughs> yeah, they're real slow. They never stop moving, do they? Yeah, it is really slow, aren't it? Mm-hmm. But they cover, like, a large amount of mm. uh, ground. Really? Mm-hmm. They're so slow. I know, but because they're always moving during the time that, you know, don't nighttime they, hours. they got to sleep, aren't they? Well, they sleep during the day. Yeah. Okay, take your word for it. A little known fact about sloths. I just always admire their lifestyle. Too much David Attenborough. I love them, I do. I love all that nature shows. Brilliant. Let's get a look at them now before they fucking disappear. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me grandchildren about the best sloth. (laughs) Crows not only hold grudges... They tell their friends and family about them. No way. I can believe that. Car, coins a cunt. Car. Or some shit gangs of crows that attack each other. Or murders of crows. Murders of crows, yeah. Uh, sinister, aren't they, crows? Mm. All in black. Yeah. Coring at each other, communicating. Who knows what they're planning. Mm. The world's oldest continually used library is in St. Catherine's Monastery at the foot of Mount Sinai. It was founded in 6th century and has been operating ever since. Well, I wonder if some bloke still got his book out. (laughs) (laughs) Turned to dust now. (laughs) He took out the only copy of the most important document in human history and never returned it. Today's children take about 90 seconds longer to run a mile than their parents did at the same age. Got less to run from. We're getting lazier as a species, aren't we? It's <laughs> obvious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, the average guy, maybe. I mean, the average kid. The average kid's a bit fat, now, I suppose, maybe. Yeah, of course Some it is. Some of them. That's just proving it, isn't it? But 90 seconds seems a lot. Mm. It's a lot. I mean, I was, you know, if I have kids, I'm never been a fast runner. What's the fastest someone's run a mile? Four minutes in it. Yeah, something like that. So if you think, yeah, so 90 seconds is quite, you know, if a kid, say, eight minutes, ten minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, about, it's over a tenth, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck. Well, yeah, that's... we've also got the athletes that are, that are try, you know, still trying to break yeah. records, haven't we? So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not everybody, though. You're going to have fast kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, Usain Bolt's kids are probably going to be really quick. Yeah. If he's got any, I don't know. According to MRI scans, the part of our brain that is responsible for judgment deactivates when we look at the image of someone we love. I'll go with that. <laughs> they say love is blind, don't they? They do. They do. Yeah. All right, I can go with that. Judgment. All gone. Well, it's, it's about loving unconditionally, isn't it? You know, when it's... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a happy one. Oh. Aww. 
between this is a bit more depressing in a sort of oh, great. social sort of between 1982 and 2002 Donald Duck received so many write-in votes in Sweden that he was theoretically the country's ninth most popular political organisation <laughs> Donald Duck yeah yeah, but he's a weirdo, man. He doesn't wear trousers. He only wears a jacket. He hangs around with his three nephews all the time. He's a weirdo. He's really traumatised, PTSD from his time in the Navy. It just shows you how people are disillusioned with politics, isn't it? Donald Duck. Why Donald Duck, though? Why not Count Duckula? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing dodgy about him. That's the point, isn't it? Most ridiculous character they can think of, Donald Duck. Yeah. Uh, you know. The East... that monster party over here, isn't it? Oh, the mm-hmm. Monster Raven Louie party. There we go. In Bolivia, once they voted a brand of foot spray as their mayor in a town due to an elaborate advertising campaign. Oh, wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never looked at that. Mm-hmm. The East German Stasi often targeted dissidents by breaking into their homes and subtly changing things, moving furniture, changing the brand of tea, rearranging photos so the victim thought they were going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you come home and your sofas are in another place? You're like, what the fuck? I didn't buy PG tips. It's <laughs> <laughs> grey. That photo was over there. Mm. Seems a lot of effort though, doesn't it? Wouldn't you get wise to that and like start putting uh, cornflakes under the carpet so you know someone's if someone's been in while you're out? Uh, yeah. You know, standard espionage <laughs> trick. I, I know that. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. And you can usually tell if someone's, quote, tossed a room mm. to make it look like a burglary. A trained operator can see that. Oh, can they? Because no matter how, try and, how uh, professionally you try and trash a room, it still looks like someone's deliberately trying to trash mm. a room. There's certain keys to it, apparently. Mm. Yeah, cornflakes under the carpet. If you leave... And also, let's say that I'm a spy and I leave my house. I take pictures of where I left everything. Put cornflakes under the carpet by the door so I know someone's come in. Go out, and if the room's in, like, not, if it looks all too perfect, when I come back, I'll check, I'll check the photos. Mm-hmm. Against everywhere, and then uh, check the check under the floor. Legs, and if check, they're all uh, they're all crushed, bits. someone's been in. Mm. Mm. That's probably a little bit too much of my past. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't a high-level operative for MI5 at any point. <laughs> Once my dad put like a hair across the um, the wardrobe. So when we were kids, looking for Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we didn't even know. We didn't even see it. Snares. <gasps> <gasps> are you so in case you were gonna go to Narnia? <laughs> no, we got snares. Keep doors. Keep that damn Mister Tumnus out. <laughs> we know if he's been in. <laughs> Oh, my mum had a fur jacket. Oh. <laughs> All right, final fact. Do you want to hear some Viking nicknames? I do. have been documented. Yeah. Einstein Falfard. Nice. That'd be you. <laughs> Actually, my nickname would be uh, Beyond the Beardless. <laughs> I'd be the only Viking without a beard. I am, I am the only Viking without a beard. I'm out of it. Uh, her Jolfer shriveled testicle. <laughs> And Skaggy, the ruler of shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bluetooth thing uh, logo from a Viking. Harold well. Bluetooth, yeah. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Who said the Vikings didn't have a sense of humour? Um, the people that were raping and pillaging. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> oh, we've just finished talking about who'd win a Viking and a Spartan. I'm oh, right. What was your verdict? To draw, we need the listeners to decide. Ooh. Ooh, Spartan, I think. I said Spartan. I think it's really close. I haven't looked into too much detail. Just that's just a you know off the cuff guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I have to have a listen to that. And when it comes out, yes, yeah, it'll be a few weeks. But uh, we've just recorded it the other day. Cool. Plugging my sideshow. All right. Thank you for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavor aid and don't join a cult. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire and Caroline. Evening.